0: This is A Mind Controlled Life, a podcast for a better mental state. Eliminate self-defeating behaviours and be in more control. With your host, Elaine Blidgen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to A Mind Controlled Life podcast with me, your host, Elaine Blidgen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm sitting here at... 2042 in July looking out at torrential rain lightning thunder and now it's gone dark there you go summer in the uk i hope that you've had a really 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 good week i've had a fantastic week to be to be fair i've not mentioned it on here with you but I put myself through a five-day challenge. The challenge was simple. I've been procrastinating avoiding doing a pop-up you know on my website for at least six months and every time I got a new idea I thought oh I can do this as the the download. Oh no 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 this is better. Oh no 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 this is better. That's what I would do. I would keep changing my mind and then Six, seven, eight months later, still nothing. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to put myself through a challenge. As I put myself through the challenge, I thought it was just going to be, right, do step one, step two, step three, step four, and so on until finished, and then that's it. It wasn't. It turns out that it's had a profound effect on me much more than I ever thought And no one talks about it, so I'm assuming that it's not a profound experience for most people because they're not doing it at the level that I was doing it at. This all started because I'd done my usual processing in a diff completely unrelated to that and I realised that I was a flitter. I think I spoke to you about that flitting from one product to one idea to another and not settling on anything. And as it turns out, I had this fear of commitment. Because if it had been a relationship, it would be going out with different guys. And when it got serious, then I would stop it because that wouldn't be what I wanted because I'd have a fear of commitment. I don't actually have it with men, but I do have it with doing stuff for my business and so i don't know if you've been in that situation where you have that oh my goodness i never saw that about your own behavior or your own mindset your own thinking and it's a complete surprise to you like it was for me that this is what was being going on and then you start to reflect and look back and you realize oh my gosh the signs were there how did i not see them I didn't see myself as a flitter. I saw myself as someone who likes to learn. And that was it. So when I did a completely unrelated processing, it shifted that for me, made me see myself differently. And then I realised, unless I actually just sit down and get this thing done, I wouldn't do it. So I thought, okay, I consciously decided to commit to doing just one thing and then finishing it. And what I was finding is even though I consciously decided that, I was still resisting it. So I thought, well, that's no good. And it was really difficult for me to sit with my laptop, make my freebie download, do all the other technical things that needs to happen and then upload it to my site. I kept wanting to look at this programme, go on this video, think about another idea, get another book out, thinking, oh, I could do that. So, OK, right, I, I will set myself a challenge, record every one of them, let people know that I'm doing this five day challenge, ask anybody if they wanted to come along with me. Nobody did, by the way. And that would be it. It would be a bit of incentive to actually to get me to take the action. So I start off and by day two, I was so angry, so angry, partly because I was making myself focus on just one thing and partly because I didn't like the thing that I was doing because I'm not really into tech stuff. So as the week went on and then I started using my processing to get rid of the anger because it was real anger. The anger turned to frustration, the frustration turned to irritation, and the irritations turned to calm. And so for you today, when you think about your behaviour, and then somebody says, right, in order to grow and change and learn, you need to get yourself out of your comfort zone. How do you cope with that? And in fact, how do you know that you're not coping with it? If you've ever had anxiety, you will be familiar with the term being triggered. When you've been triggered, you have a negative reaction to something, because it could be anything. It could be one of your own thoughts. It could be the environment that you're in, the way somebody spoke to you, their tone of voice, the way they looked at you, the conversation that you were having, the kind of weather, you know, you can be triggered by just about anything. so that's my question to you. One, how do you know you're triggered? Because I get triggered in so many different ways. There's not really a pattern for it. But I know a lot of my triggers. Do you know yours? And the thing is, when you do actually know why you're triggered and what triggers you, no, what what I mean is, when you actually know what triggers, triggers you then the task is to work out why that triggered you because knowing what is fine so it used to be that if i was looking out of the window and seeing this dark gray day well it's it's more i think it's dusk now and it's in the middle of July, I would be automatically in a bad mood because I would be saying to myself, it's July, it's the height of the summer. It should, listen to that, it should be nicer than this. And that would trigger me. But then you've got to think, well, okay, why? Because I'm sure, well, if that's a know, other people do not get triggered into a negative state just because the weather is grey in summer and so if people aren't being triggered and there are people who are being triggered then the question is why and this is what i've been going through this week i've been taking action then getting triggered getting rid of the the disarming the trigger take a bit more action getting triggered again disarming that trigger take a bit more action and so on that's the pattern and by the end of the week I'd realised so many different things about me, my motivation, why I do what I do, why I don't do what I want to do, why I do what I don't want to do. It's been a complete revelation for me. It's been brilliant. So I came out with two descriptors for challenges. One was a transactional challenge is one where it's pretty basic. You take step one, two, three, four, five, finished. You start the challenge in the way you are and you end the challenge pretty much the way you are, much like going to the dentist. When you walk into your dental hospital well, or office, or you go in as one person and when you come out, you come out as the same person. It's not being transformative. So then we look at the other kind of challenge and that's a transformational challenge which is what I experienced and I kept thinking well what's the difference the difference is when you are not able to change your mindset at the unconscious level then transforming yourself is much more challenging because you still have to play at the surface level of of things so because i can do that that's why it became transformational so my question again to you is what trick triggers you and why and then when you think about why that might be what do you then do about it if anything if you can get yourself into a place of having something to hand that will help you to not feel those negative triggers that's really good you're much more likely to be transforming yourself rather than what's the other word rather than just basically being the same i can't think of how to describe it so in the end this is what i came out with We all have goals that we want to achieve. And the difference between you, me, and anybody else that we speak to is our ability to achieve that goal by keeping our state in good check. And what I realised was you have to have a framework. And this framework is you start off with the problem, which is where you are now. Your, numbers, your step two is you think about the outcome that you want, the effect, yeah? And step three, you then chart all the discrete steps between where you are now to where you want to be. This is how every single goal that you've ever wanted to achieve or achieve works. You always have where you are now, where you want to go, and then how do you get there? So what they don't tell you is that there's another track. This other track signifies your emotional state. If you wake up tomorrow in a mood, you are in a negative emotional state. I mean, I mean in a bad mood, obviously. And because you're in that bad mood, the way you come at anything that you're doing in that day will not feel pleasant to you because you're in a mood. That negative emotional state is with us every single day. Not that specific one. I just mean negative emotional states in general. So if they are with us all the time, why do we not acknowledge them when we're setting goals and trying to achieve them? Nobody says, right, okay, you've got this goal to achieve. Now start charting your negative emotional states that you usually feel or that you could feel so that we can make sure that anything we do disarms them for you. There isn't one aspect of your life that is not emotionally based. So even though there's this idea that we can be logical, I mean, obviously we can, we are emotional creatures. So as I was taking my action steps, towards this outcome of actually getting a pop-up on my website. I was feeling so resistant because I was, quote-unquote, forcing myself to just do one thing and finish it. That resistance doesn't just go away, does it? Unless you stop doing the action, which is what most of us then end up doing. We end up stopping what we're doing because we don't like that uncomfortable feeling. Or we try various ways to try and push through it But we rarely get to the place where we complete something because if we start off and the very first hurdle we come up against is pretty quickly into achieving that goal, it's negative, we feel it, it doesn't feel good the more we experience anything negative. So we stop, we turn around, we stall, we slow down. So what I realised is that if I could have charted the negative emotional states that I was likely to feel then I would have been prepared for feeling the anger because when it when it came up on day two I was thinking but, but, but why it's simple it's only this simple thing of putting a pop-up on my site but whether I say it's simple or not emotionally that's not how I was feeling about it so I can say all the words I like on the surface but how I've taken it is shown by the emotional state that I was in and at that time on day two it was anger. I'm fortunate because I can then use my mindset recalibration method to disarm the anger and then to move on which is what I did. I've spoken to you I know I have a lot about beliefs and there's a, there's never just one belief that's propping up a particular issue that you're having but I only worked on one belief which was the anger so come day three day four that anger turns into frustration which at first was fine it was okay but then it started to go into irritation because I didn't do anything about the frustration and it started to escalate so then I did my processing again and got rid of the irritation Because it wasn't just mild irritation. I was really getting towards being angry again. It was really intense irritation. So when I got rid of that, I pretty much bottomed out on the very strong emotions. And there were just little ones left. But essentially it got to the end and I I sort of achieved my goal. I got the pop-up working, but I don't know how to integrate it to the email client. So it downloads what I want it to download. So so that's fine I, I, I kept going I got rid of the negative state and that really helped me to actually do something and to complete it in obviously less time that's taking me six months to try and get them without doing any of this intervention thing and so that's what I wanted to share with you I wanted to highlight you to the idea that we're all triggered every single day but what do you do do you know that when you set a goal, you're automatically going to be in a negative emotional state? Not when you, not just because you set it, but when you start to work on it. Nobody talks about this bit, and so my idea was, okay, you've got you where you are now. You've got your outcome. You've got your discrete set of skills that you need to achieve that goal. Those sk- skills need resources in order to bring them out so you could want to be a really good communicator or more persuasive communicator so the skill there that that is a specific part of communication skills you would then go and learn and that would take you a while to learn that so the resources you would need are a training course a download a book or, or something like that and that's all pretty standard But as soon as you start taking action, especially if you're doing something that you don't want to do or you don't know how to do it, that will trigger a negative response in you. So you will then experience a negative state. That's the part that you need to have some sort of intervention to work on because that's the part that stops you doing what you really want to do. Just because something is technically difficult for you to do. So if you're a cook and somebody said, right, you now need to make a classic omelette, you know, a perfect omelette, and you've never made an omelette before, and even if you had, it was not. It was far from being perfect. It can be technically difficult to make a, an omelette in the way that a Michelin star chef would appreciate. That does not mean you're going to avoid it. What you will, so not what will make you avoid it, is if you have a story around not being able to make that omelette to that standard and what that means about you, that's the part that's going to make you either no, you're not going to do it or turn around, you know, think, well, I'll do it, but I'll do it later. Or lower your sights and try something easier or think, no, I don't even like omelettes and just not do it at all. It's not because making the omelette to Michelin star level is so technically difficult that it'll put you off. It's a story about you not being able to do it that will stop you from doing that. And it's that part that no one talks about that accompanies all our goals. That if you had a true intervention for it, you could disarm the negative state It would allow you to take the next step, two steps, three steps until you got to another negative state and you keep going until you achieve your goal. And that is what I got from my five-day challenge. Totally profound. And I wanted to share that with you because if you know that you're being triggered, that's fantastic. If you don't recognise when you are being triggered, That's a problem because you'll be feeling it, not understanding it and be guessing at what it is about what you're doing or where you are or who you're with that is causing you to feel that way. I'm hoping that you are at least in the place of, I know what triggers me and I know it's not the thing itself it's it's my thinking around it because that puts you in a great place of thinking well why why does it why do you get triggered when you go to see your auntie lil but you don't get triggered when you go and see your auntie Catherine? you know that kind of thing and when you can tease that out you'll start to find a pattern in your triggers and the pattern that i had when I was going through my five day challenge, was that if I am doing something that I don't know how to do or I know how to do it, but I don't want to do it, but I've got to, or I don't, I haven't got this set for it, but I've got to try and do it. That's what will trigger me into anger. And then I changed the anger, it became frustration and so on. So I now know that. And because I know that, the intervention that I had to use had to tackle the mindset around doing the challenge and not the actual challenge itself. So if you know that you get triggered when you go to see your Auntie Lil, it's not that you should then avoid seeing her. You now need to understand what is it about that relationship that triggers you. And tackle that bit, and so you can see your auntie Lil without feeling triggered. I hope that has made sense because that is key for you to be able to live your mind's controlled life. Yeah, so I'll repeat that again, and then think about this from for, for your own perspective. If you get triggered by going to see your auntie Lil, I'm hoping you don't really have an auntie Lil. But you don't get triggered by seeing your auntie Catherine. Was it Catherine? Whatever name it was I used. You then need to understand to yourself, well, why? What is it about me seeing my auntie Lil that triggers me? Because essentially it can't be your auntie herself because you've got a brother and you've got another sibling and they are fine with your auntie Lil. They don't understand why you have an issue with her. This... Could be from something she said or not said. Something she's done or not done. The way she eats, the way she talks. Who knows? You, you're you the one that would have to figure out what that is. And once you understand that it's not her herself because somebody else isn't triggered by her, there is something about the way you feel and think about her, that's the part that you work on. And that's the part that people dismiss. Because let's just say your goal was to be able to spend 15 minutes in her company without feeling annoyed or irritated. That's your goal. At the moment, you can't even stand to be in the same room. When you know that, and you know, because you know the steps. The steps would be, right, okay, go and see Auntie Lil, stay in the room, have an alarm go off after 60 seconds, walk out go back in the room and say good morning and so on. So you can actually map out the discrete steps to get you to the bit where you're spending 15 minutes without feeling triggered by your auntie Lil. But what's going to help you to stop being triggered? It's not the actual spending 15 minutes. There's another step, isn't there? And this is the second track. This is the emotional states track. Because if you go in that room for one minute, one second, one hour, one week, one day, whatever, And you feel bad about it. Spending longer doesn't mean you're going to feel good. Spending less time just means that you're avoiding it, but you'll still feel bad because you'll still, even if you think about her, you'll be triggered. So when you work on that part of it and you disarm whatever that negative state is for you, it could be anger, it could be irritation, it could be frustration, it could be whatever it is, then you're able to genuinely spend time around her and not be triggered, at least not as much. And that's essentially what I've been doing this week. So the idea of putting this pop-up on my site was my Auntie Lil. Every time I thought about it, went to do something about it, I'd get triggered. So I'd use my process, my mindset recalibration process, and I would disarm the initial negative reaction to it. And then that transformed into something else because I wasn't working on the whole set of beliefs that made me react in that way in the first place. I was just working on what was coming up for me at the time. And the more I did that, the more I was able to move forward until in the end I did it and I actually started to enjoy it, which is amazing. And so this is what I'd like you to do. You might need to re-listen to this one. It's a little bit more technical, but the idea is to understand your own triggers. Then you need to find something that will help you to disarm the, the anger, the frustration, anything negative that will come up because you're taking action, especially if you're taking action in something that you don't want to do, or it's not in your skill set, or you've not done it before, or you just don't want to do it. Yeah, so you'll bring up some sort of negative emotional state. And when you're in that place, use whatever you can to disarm that negative state so you can take action going forward. And that will enable you to always, always, always achieve your goal. I hope this has been extremely useful for you because it's been a an eye-opener for me to experience it and remember you can live a mind-controlled life not because I say so but because everything you need is inside your head already I'm just helping you to access it and I'll speak to you soon